Welcome to the Eat This, Not That podcast. I'm John Hammond, and this is Megan Murphy. Hi, everyone. And now, we spent a lot of time on this podcast talking about some of the hottest diet trends and all of the new nutritious foods to stock up on. But last week, a new study really caught my eye. It really made me kind of sit up and take notice and ask a serious question of myself, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, what is a bad diet? Mm-hmm. And we talk about, like, and we've been doing the Diet Decoded series, and we're talking about all these different diets, but... It doesn't matter if you're if your starting point or if you think you're di- you most of us probably think our diet is it's just fine. This is like I'm not hungry all the time. But do you have a bad diet? Do you ever think about? Yeah, like, I mean the- that study. This study is astounding. Right. So I'm excited to get into it. But you know, a d- bad diet can be multiple things, mm-hmm. and usually it is multiple things. It's not only not getting enough of the good stuff, but it's getting too much of the crap and the bad stuff. And, you know, when I was younger, I was, I'm still a cravings girl, don't get me wrong, but I ate more about, okay, what am I craving? What's taste delicious? What's going to feel good going down? I didn't necessarily pay attention to how my body felt after the fact, maybe because I was younger and I had an amazing metabolism. But as you get older and you get a little more educated on food and science and nutrition, you know, if you think about your body as a machine, right. you know, why wouldn't you want to fuel it so you can perform at the optimum level? You know, like food is everything. It affects your every single organ, every single cell in your body, your brain, your heart, everything. So focusing on all the good stuff, getting in there, I think people need to do that more and just kind of retrain their brain. It's not just about how it tastes. Why wouldn't you want to feel your best? And, and it's about retraining yourself. I think that's that's key. And again, we, th- we think about all the things that we want, like remove from our diet, right? Mm-hmm. Get rid of carbs, get rid of this. And that, that's what was, and I'll get to the study in just one second, but that, that's what the study to me kind of underscored is it calls out these, these foods. That, the reason why these bad diets are leading to, to death yeah. Is because as much as what is not in the diets of people, as much as what they're eating, right? The yep. fried foods, the things that we know are not great for us, but there are these food groups that we're really deficient on. So let's 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 get to the study because um, we've we've kind of built it up, and I, everyone's listening, going like, oh, "Tell me about the study." Yeah. Like, what, what do I got to worry they about? I've seen it. I mean, it's been been all over actually. So, and I'm sure you probably saw the headlines recently. They were blared across the nightly news, the morning shows, major newspapers. You know, but here's the real nitty nitty gritty of it. In a study that was published in in early this month, early April 2019, in the journal Lancet, researchers looked at people's eating habits across 195 countries to estimate how much poor diets contribute to mortality. Their findings, 11 million people die each year around the world, at least in part of certain foods or lack thereof according to mm-hmm. this study. So again, like 11, 11 million, million people, people a year. die from from either eating the wrong foods or not eating the right foods from a lack of foods. And one of the lead authors of the study said the researchers estimated that overall, poor diets are responsible for more deaths around the world than any other risk factor, including cigarette smoking, known to be one of the greatest threats to public health. So this is even worse than, than one of the things that we have all become critically aware of and mm-hmm. you, can't, you can't light up a cigarette anywhere without being looked at as a, as right. a pariah. Totally. So, but you can go get a fried food two, three times a day and no one's going to look at you with that same kind. But but this is something that has become more damaging. Massive too, massive scale. And what I thought was interesting about the study authors, they not only talked about, like we quickly mentioned, what we are eating, but also maybe more importantly too, is what we're not eating. It's estimated that globally, 
3 million deaths were attributed to too much sodium. Eesh. 3 million deaths. Another 3 million were attributed to a lack of adequate whole grains. And that's so interesting. We talk about all these diets. People are cutting carbs, right. you know, grains, bread. It's horrible for you. There's got to be something to be said about working whole grains into your diet, right? Yeah. And then 2 million were attributed to a lack of fruit. That's, and that's, that's what made me sit up. Like yeah. When I saw that and you think, you know, lack of whole grains, lack of fruit, lack of, number one, two, two food groups that are, that are pretty accessible mm-hmm. and, and not prohibitively costly. Yeah, these in general, are, yeah. These are easy things to get into your diet. And you're talking about 5 million deaths attributed to a lack of these foods. A year. A year. I mean, that's, that's blows just, your mind. It's just crazy. And it might not be a, a big surprise that the study called out uh, that the countries where people eat a Mediterranean diet, which has been really popular of late, uh, high in heart healthy fats and fiber, scored the best using the re- researchers' uh, model. Israel ranked number one in terms of the least number, the fewest number of diet-related deaths. France and Spain ranked second and third, respectively. So again, you've got that Mediterranean eating mm-hmm. style happening in those countries. And the Mediterranean diet has really grown in popularity of late, especially after the Blue Zones research that was done by National Geographic and Dan Buettner, the author, that really called to light those Blue Zones where people live to 100 years old. Yeah. Obviously. My grandma's uh, 100, just see? calling her there out it right is. now. Mediterranean diet. She's Italian. <laughs> um, but the United States, we did not fare very well. We ranked number 43. Not a place that I would have guessed. No. If, if you would have said, like, where is, where is the United States going to rank on this list of, of, you know, mortality rate because of diet, I would have had us, you know, up with, you know, the probably not with the Mediterranean company, but easily, easily top 20. Yeah, easily top absolutely. 20. Not, I mean, that's shocking. We're 43. almost out of the top 50. I mean, that's that's dangerously close. Yeah, I mean, but it's not too surprising when you actually read that just in our country, only 10% of American adults get the recommended amount of fruits and vegetables a day. Ugh. Only 10%. And look, there are obviously so many third world countries, people don't even have access to clean drinking water, let alone a bounty of healthy food. And in this country, we have all the resources to eat healthy. And I'm not talking about, you know, the low income families or people that can't afford to eat healthy, because there are plenty of those, unfortunately, in this country. But for the average kind of middle class working America, I mean, the resources are right there. And there's a lot of people that are able to eat healthfully. They choose not to, or they don't really know how to. And um, hopefully this podcast will help out a little bit right. with that. But 10%, I mean, that's that that's crazy. That's scary. That's just scary. It, and when you when you get into it, it's it's you know high sodium foods like you mm-hmm. mentioned before. Like sodium is obviously a problem. We know sodium is a problem. Low 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 consumption of of all of those uh, food groups, which we'll which we'll really outline it in a second. So so the question here for for all of us now is okay. So so this is this is a really scary bit of news. Uh, and and look, it's all too easy to see those headlines and just kind of brush them off and get on to the next headline and not worry about it. But this is a moment to, to kind of think, okay, wh- what, do I, what do I need to do about this? Right. And I want you to stop and say, okay, what do I need to do about this? And first and foremost, and I mean this in all sincerity, if you have not had one recently, 
or regularly, please go see your doctor and get a checkup. Like, get, get your blood cholesterol checked, get your blood pressure checked, get get all of those things just checked out real quick. If you can, like, get an EKG, get a baseline, so that way you have it for future physicals to make sure there's no, there's. And if there's no major major concerns or disruptions there, then okay, like you're in a good place, and you know, focus on on all the other things. But you know, if something is flagged there, if your doctor says, you know what, your your blood your bad cholesterol is, is really high, then chances are you need to really take an assessment of your diet because yeah. it might be something that's going to really grow without you knowing it if you don't keep the tabs on those things and there's there's even like home like you can buy apps to check your your blood pressure at this point yeah, in time it's you know it's, easy. it's getting easier go give blood somewhere and they'll check your blood pressure and, and you're doing good because you're donating blood so there's there's ways to kind of check out some of these basic markers that will give you an indication as to if you have a bad diet or not. Right, and one of my best friends actually, she's in her mid thirties, she's fit looking, she's tiny, um, and she went to high cholesterol runs in her family, and she got flagged, and mm -hmm. it, I was shocked. You wouldn't look at her and be like, okay, she needs to go to the doctor and check this out. A lot of people either wait till they're over forty, over fifty, or maybe they're overweight, but there could be hitting problems in any of us. That's so right. better safe than sorry, and then you could tackle the problems head on. Next thing you can do is keep a food journal. Love this. Try it's, it's so simple. It's so simple. Try it for a week. Try it for two weeks if you can, but just try it for at least a week. You could do it in your notebook. You could do it in your iPhone, wherever you can. But it's not about counting calories here. It's about grading yourself on the foods we're not getting enough of according to the study. And those are whole grains, fruit, nuts and seeds, vegetables, fish for healthy fats and omega-3s, fiber, and legumes. And I'm going to tell you um, about uh, Food Journal and, and just cataloging how it helped me uh, a couple of years back uh -huh. after I had my own physical and, and kind of woke up to some of these things without seeing a study like this. I just thought I haven't had a checkup in a while. I better go get a checkup. So smart of you, and then, John. And, well, and then some of those things come back and you're like, mm -hmm. oh, man, like I did not think I was in this bad of shape. I think, you know, I work out a couple times a week. I feel like I eat okay. Yeah. Uh, but I wasn't. I really wasn't eating that well as well as I thought. Um, but before we get to that... I want to talk about Blinkist. Now, whether it's eating better, being more active, or maybe volunteering in your, in your community, we all have goals to hit. And sometimes it can be hard to achieve all these while struggling with other aspects of life. Thankfully, there is an app that can buy you some time and help you hit your goals a bit easier. It's called Blinkist. Blinkist is made for busy people like all of us who want to get to the main points quickly without reading the entire book. With an audio feature, Blinkist makes it so easy to finish four books a day while you're on the go. 8 million people are using Blinkist right now, and it has a massive and growing library. Everything from self-help and business to health and history books. And I like Blinkist because it helps me use that time that I might not be fully utilizing otherwise, like walking the dog or my morning commute. This way I can be more productive. With Blinkist, a 15-minute dog walk becomes a chance to listen to a new book and get new insights and ideas for motivation. Love it. And right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com slash eat this to start your free seven-day trial. That's Blinkist spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T. Blinkist.com slash eat this to start your free seven-day trial. 
Okay, now, now you talked about a food journal, and if you're thinking about getting all these foods into your diet, it, it, can, it can feel stressful yeah. sometimes. Um, and I want to get like a sh- overwhelming. Uh, like, completely, because right? you're like, oh, one more thing I got to do, mm-hmm. I got to keep track of. And, and a notebook is probably the easiest thing. Like, take two, two moments of your day and jot down, okay, breakfast and lunch, here's what I have. I had that snack in between. And then at the end of the day, okay, here's what I had for dinner. Oh, I had a, that mid-afternoon snack, and this is what I have for dessert. It's not, it's not that hard. Just, just get it all down. Brain dump it in two, two, two moments if you have it. Um, and and I, I got to give a shout out to Matt Fitzgerald here. He actually helped me navigate this same challenge with a super simple system. Uh, Matt is a uh, an author, mostly in the endurance space. Mm-hmm. And when I started to kind of become more active after my last checkup and started running and biking and all those kinds of things, I turned to his book, The Endurance Diet, to figure nice. out how, how to better fuel those, those activities. And one of the best things that I actually took away from that plan was his diet quality score. It's called the DQS. And this is great because it was so simple and it kept me focused on getting things into my diet and not so much out. Here's how it works. You use the system to, to assess your eating in your, in your food journal. So for every serving of vegetable or fruit, you add two points. So, okay. yeah. right? Simple enough. After four servings a day, though, you only add one point because the idea is there's too much of a good thing, right? After after four servings of vegetables or after four servings of fruits, and that's that's separate. That's not like fruits and vegetables, four servings. It's like four servings of fruit, four servings yep. of vegetables. Um, there's there's a your body can only kind of handle so much of that. Right. So you, you'll see the same for some of the other. Uh, food groups as well. For nuts, seeds, and oils like olive oil, you add two points for the first two servings, one point for the third, zero points after the third serving. Because again, it, they're still very caloric and after three exactly. servings of those healthy fats, you really don't need more over the course of a day. The same uh, same scoring for, would go for whole grains, right? The two uh, for two servings, one for the third and zero after that. For dairy, you add two points for the first serving, one for uh, servings two and three, and then zero after that. Now, any unprocessed meat or seafood, this would be eggs as well, you get two points for the first serving, one point for the second, and just a half a point for the third, and then zero after that. So again, you see this kind of mirrors what we talked about like with paleo diets and stuff like that, mm-hmm. where meat is is diminished, still there, yeah. but not as strong it, of a focus. Not as strong as focus as, as uh, fruits and vegetables uh, or whole grains in, in this plan here. And then you have high quality beverages, uh, water, obviously, unsweetened tea or coffee, unsweetened nut milks, maybe uh, even your first alcohol- alcoholic beverage would be would count. So a glass of wine would count as a high quality, just one of them. Nice. Um, get a point for yeah, that. You lose points after that, though. Okay. So I'll get, I'll get to that. Um, so now the bad foods. And, and as I said, they, these are going to remove points. Mm-hmm. So refined grains, you know, overprocessed grains, not whole grains. Yeah. Uh, you're going to minus for the first two servings, minus one point, and then minus minus two points for any servings after that. Sweets, processed meats, and fried foods are all minus two across the board. Uh, low quality beverages, so that's the sugary beverages, your second alcoholic drink, they're minus two. So let's, so, and that's it. That's all you got to kind of like factor in. So my, my day would start off with oatmeal, as I've talked about. It's oatmeal, chia seeds, peanut butter, banana, blueberries, almond milk, and coffee. So that'd be two points, two, four, six, eight, ten. 11, 12 points. So I got a 12 point breakfast 
to okay. start my day. Now, when I was doing this, I was averaging out to about 20, when I was tracking it, to like 27 to 30 points a day. And is that like a sweet spot that's recommended? That was my sweet spot. Okay. So, so you got to find your own sweet spot. Right. And again, I was doing it, it was more activity-based, right? So I needed more energy. If you were doing it, not, not that, you'd, you know... You'd want to kind of dial it in to to find your. If you're of a sedentary lifestyle. Here's a good day. If you're working and out okay, every day. I know I know that 20 points is my sweet spot. And what you get with that is the plus and the minus. It made mm -hmm. me so much more aware of uh, what worked for me. Of mm -hmm. course, uh, you know I could track my my. DQS score along with my body weight and see, okay, well my, my DQS score went down, my body weight went up. So let me yeah, go back and see look the at correlation. Let me go look at what it. I was tracking and yeah. say, well, well, here's the, you know, I had a couple of bad days this week where I didn't really, and I lost a lot of points and it just didn't balance out. Um, and it just, it just taught me those, it taught me better balance. Like when it comes to balanced diet, this, this actually taught me how to focus on balance and also trade-offs because there were days where, you know, I'd start really strong, like a, a really solid breakfast every day, a good lunch. And then like at dinner time, be like, you know what? Yep. This is going to be some minus points right here when I get that second, you know, alcoholic drink or the third alcoholic drink or dessert. Right. Um, so, or I, you know, go out to dinner with the family and I know I'm going to eat a fried, you know, fish and chips or something like that. Right. So, but it's fine. It makes you, it, it makes you aware of that. It, and it correlated, for me, it correlated the, the impact that my food choices were going to have on performance, body weight, all of those things. Yeah. And now, did you have a set goal for the week, like five days out of seven, say, you had to be within that range, or was it just kind of day-to-day? It was day-to-day. -day. I kind of I did it day-to-day, -day, and there, there's actually an app. I don't know if the app is still updated, um, but I used this two summers ago, and it was it was pretty useful. And I, I like the app because I could just go in and just click, okay, that was two, two servings of vegetables, and it would click and it would tally all the points, and then I could enter my body weight. So it would give me the tracking graphs, which, which made it super simple you have your phone with you all the time yeah so whether it's just keeping a running diary in your notes app whatever that might be whether it's evernote or the the in, i you think know, the, the health app that comes uh, with yeah, the, the iphone app, too you has know a lot of there, that. there's so many there's so many options out there maybe maybe too many and that's why for some of us just go to just go to a notebook just go to a notepad mm -hmm. and paper and you can just i mean this is just two plus two plus one plus one plus minus one you know it's easy to to kind of tally up and if you google uh dqs score stuff like that you'll probably find some super easy guides and, and you can set up a system that works best for you. You know, maybe it's, maybe you want to make it not as reliant on some of the carbs like, like I was, but that's how simple it is. I mean, it's a simple tool to really identify your own diet quality. And I think that to me is what this, what this study really gets at is, is bad diet, good diet. Look, who's, who's to say what, what's a good diet for me might be a bad diet for somebody else. Mm -hmm. So you really want to, to me, what it really means is, is the diet quality. And what is, what is your daily quality of diet like? And, and like you were saying, the foods that we're, that we're lacking, we don't need to be. They're too easy. Yeah, it's too easy. I mean, oatmeal is like the easiest thing. Very cheap, Very super cheap. easy but to you make. You put it in smoothies, Quick. right? Yeah. You can you can make it savory. You can make it sweet. You can mm -hmm. have it for lunch. I mean, I could eat breakfast foods all day long. I mean, too. You know I love so. breakfast. Um, but as long as there's avocado involved, usually. Yeah. yeah. How's overnight? <laughs> how's overnight oats going for you? Right. It's you did good. that, right? Yeah, I like it a lot. See? I've been switching it up. I get creative. That's why I like to do it. But I I love this idea, the DQS. I might try it. I mean, I really like the idea of focusing on all the good things, getting them into your body. It's kind of like a game. Like I'm sure you kind of have a gamified fun with it. it. I mean, you wanted to kind of drill your score down, right? Right. And and when I had a bad day where I missed that score, it wasn't completely deflating. Yeah. Because I knew I could come back. 
Yeah, yeah. You can always come right. back. You can right, always John? come back. Yeah. And if anything, just start small. Like we right. always say on this show, maybe just start with breakfast if that's what it takes. Like tiny changes, kick off your day on the right foot, and those changes in the morning will probably have a big impact in how you eat for the rest of the day. That's right. And and that's the thing. It's it, start small, build into it, identify. You know, you listed the foods that that you want to get in. It's the whole grains. It's the fruits and vegetables. Mm-hmm. It's those, Find find ways to to get them in there, and it and it's easy. And I know this might have felt like a you know a quote scared straight episode of eat this not that, um, but as we saw when we had you know Seamus Mullen on, food can literally make you sick. Literally, Absolutely. it made him. It almost killed him. And it kills a lot of people right? apparently. And from this, this study, study really underscores that it's not like a one off case. And but but the right foods, good foods, can literally heal you. Absolutely. And if you're looking for easy tips to get more of those whole grains, vegetables, fruits into your diet, be sure to check out eatthis.com, our website. The team there is committed to making this easier for all of us. And you can follow along right here by subscribing if you haven't already. And follow us along on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram too. Until next time, I'm John Hammond. And I'm Megan Murphy. And please feel free to follow me at This Girl Can Eat. And don't forget to send us what you're thinking or want to hear more about with an email to podcast at eatthis.com so we can make sure that we can help you eat this, not that. Until next time, guys.